Praise God. Welcome, everybody. We are live on Anchor. <clears throat> We're live on the podcast right now. We're also going to be distributing this podcast to um, your, your favorite podcast channel. It could be Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, which we gain a lot of views on Spotify. So I want to thank everybody that's been watching from Spotify. We're getting a lot of views. Um, remember that this channel, this podcast is also being um, recorded live, even though the focus is a podcast, not so much the camera that's in front of me. It is being recorded live. So you can also go to my YouTube channel. My YouTube channel is Pastor Henry Sanchez. You'll be able to search it and you'll find it there. If you're having a hard time, then send us an email, Henry, uh, Pastor Henry D. Sanchez at gmail.com. I'll be able to reply to you there and send you the link directly. Uh, you could also check it out on, uh, uh, check out our website, Henry D. Sanchez, Henry D. Sanchez.com. I want to encourage everybody that's listening to this podcast that has been listening to our YouTube channel to go and support this channel. <clears throat> you know, it creates a, it, it, it matters to build a community around this channel to be able to support the channel financially, uh, to be able for us to continue transmitting and continue to get the best products out there, um, to be able to deliver the best content that we can. Praise God. <clears throat> right now, I'm the one recording, kind of producing, kind of edit video editing, but if we could have an actual team to do these things, we'll be able to deliver even more perfect uh, content. So remember, we're serving God. At the end of the day, we're, this is, we're serving God and the important thing is to be able to get uh, God's message out there clean and clear. If the world can do it in such perfection, I can guarantee you that we can as well. But it takes a community. So I want to encourage you guys to go to henrydsanchez.com, support the channel. Also, take a look at the content we have there. Um, we have quite a good content. Um, pretty soon, we're going to be blogging as well. So I'm going to be submitting some writing, some blogs um, that you guys will be able to read um, you know, and share with your friends and family. Also, pretty soon we're gonna have an app. <clears throat> we already have like a um, kind of like a sample app um, that I've been distributing to some of uh, my friends and family as well as some people from the church. Um, which, by the way, I do pastor a church. Um, which is um, you can visit our website tmog tmog org. That's our website for our church channel, which you can find preachings there. Um, content over forty five minutes. Um, you'll be able to find it there. Praise the Lord. So I just want to thank really everyone that's logged in, whether you're logging in on YouTube, through Anchor, um, whether you're going to be logging in later through Spotify, Google, Apple, whatever the case is. I want to thank you for listening in. Praise the Lord. Um, I want to share I want to share something really important. And I think that, you know, we're, we're coming to a deep revelation of who we are in Christ. And sometimes, you know, we we fail to understand our reality in Christ, who we are and what we are about. It's important for you to get to that point in your Christian life that you're able to know who Christ is, who he really is. I've been a Christian all my life. I actually been a Christian. I was born in Christianity. My grandfather was a deacon at a church, actually. We have many pastors in my family that have been appointed to the office of a pastor. 
So, you know, I kind of was born into it. When we came to America, when I was seven years old, to the United States, we kind of fell off. We didn't have a place to congregate. Make long story short, eventually we found a church where we congregated for a few years. Um, I backslid when I was about probably 17 years old for dumb reasons. The Lord kept me safe through my mother's prayers. Um, kept me safe, and um, I came back to the path of God in that, in, in that sense um, when I was about 24 years old. And one of the things is that I was amazed at God because of his mercy. He kept me alive. He kept me kept me going, you know, and because he had a calling for me, and I knew that. And, I, you know, I was able to run into um, many great men of God. Um, Pastor Chris is one of them, and I kind of changed my life, you know, after learning who Christ is, what he came to do, and who I am. It's very important for us to know that. Again, guys, this podcast is usually about 15 minutes. If I do go over a little, or, or go over a little bit, it's okay as well. But I try to keep it within 15 minutes, you know, something like a little, something fast for you guys. But it, with that being said, just kind of wanted to give you guys a background because knowing who Christ is changed my life completely. Changed my life completely. And to the point where I'm, you know, I'm not the same person I was even five years ago. I'm not the same person because after learning who Christ will, who Christ is, who I am in him, changed my life completely. And I hope that you guys through this channel are able to, you know, receive that same testimony as well in your own personal life. We're going to read from the book of Romans chapter 3, verse 24. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hope you guys are there. Romans chapter 3, verse 24 says, Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. We're going to talk about that really quickly. But let me read verse 25 as well. Whom God has set forth to be a propitiation, a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past. Praise God. Through the forbearance of God. Hallelujah. These two verses are incredibly amazing. These two verses basically is telling you what Christ came to do. It's telling you who you are before God. Because sometimes we read these two verses. Again, like I've, I've said it many times, don't read the Bible like you're reading the newspaper. Take your time to truly understand what is it that you're reading. If you're not understanding because some of the words in the King James, then there are other versions that kind of gives us a more up-to-date language where we're able to understand the NIV and so on and forth, the new translation version. But either ways, there are some Bible apps that allow you to, you know, to, to understand through certain definitions what certain words means. Don't get frustrated. Read scripture because these two verses, for example, means a lot of things. So one of the things is that we have to see how it states that we have been freely justified, freely Freely, freely. That is the word that I want you to focus on right now. You have been justified freely. Freely. That means that you do not have to do anything to receive this gift, this justification before God. You don't have to do anything. There's no works. That means that your own works will not do anything because he gave it to you freely. Freely. 
by his grace. So your response is that you have to receive it. All you have to do is receive it. So if I come to you and I give you this piece of candy, for example, it's coconut pineapple snack, which I'm not trying to advertise anything. But if I, but if I give you this, for example, and I say, here, it's yours. You can say, no, nah, I want to work for it. You can. I'm telling you, you cannot receive this chocolate anywhere else. This is the only place. And if you eat this, you will be justified freely from anything you've ever done or anything you have done right now or anything you ever do in your life. You will be justified before God if you only eat this. All you have to do is say, thank you. I receive it. It is mine. I have taken ownership of this gift of justification. Why? Because through the redemption, through the redemption, that, that is something specific. So I want you to understand that receive God's justification because it's freely given to each and every one of his, every everyone that receives it. This justification has been freely given to the entire world, not just Christians, to the entire world. Because Christ died for everyone. All you have to do is receive that grace. Receive that grace. Hallelujah. The next thing that I want you to see is that being justified freely by his grace through the redemption. Not by the redemption. Now I'm going to explain to you. Here Paul's reading right into the Romans. Not only to the Jewish people, but also to the Roman people that were, uh, the Jewish people that were in Rome. But also, you know, to the people that, that were Gentiles or exiled from God's grace. I want to explain to you. Through the redemption, not by the redemption. Because redemption came actually when you redeem something. I'm not going to get into details today, but when you, because we don't have enough time. When you redeem something, that means that you are redeeming and you're paying someone for it. Now, when God is, let's say, if he's redeeming the Gentiles, which are the people outside of the Jewish community back in the Old Testament. Now, if he's redeeming the Gentiles, now the Gentiles belonged in essence, the spiritual essence to, 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 to Satan. You can't pay Satan for it because God is not making a deal with Satan for anything. Now, who he came to redeem was the Jewish people. He came to redeem the Jewish people. The price of blood was to God. Amen. He brought them back to God. Now, through that pay of redemption, every, now, the entire world, even though they weren't redeemed, through that redemption, they have a pathway to receive this grace freely. So that means that I was not the one redeemed because I'm not a Jewish person. I am the fruit, the outcome of that redemption. Praise God. So he is letting us us through the redemption that happened. We have been freely given this grace, freely given this justification. So yeah, I mean, a general term says I am a redeemed of God. And sometimes we even sing those redeemed songs. But when it comes to the inegrity of studying scripture, 
We are not the ones redeemed. We are the fruit of that redemption. We are the fruit. We are the outcome of that redemption. Hallelujah. Praise God. The righteousness of God removed sin. There it tells us. Whom God set forth to be a proportionate, which we're going to get into that a little bit more later, through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remuneration of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. The righteousness of God has removed sin. So when you receive that death, when you receive that burial, when you receive that resurrection, when you are resurrected with Christ, you are born from his word in the sense, the righteousness of God. You are born from the very righteousness of God in sense you have been born without sin. Sin has been completely paid for. That means that your old man has returned to God in because God has accepted the forgiveness through Jesus Christ. That man no longer exists. Now you are a new man. You are a new spirit whom you have born through the righteousness of God. Sin does not live in you anymore. Praise God. Through the forbearance of God. Through the forbearance of God. That means God was able to look beyond that. Through the, that blood, through that forgiveness, after his resurrection, he gave birth to us. That means that through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, God was able to bypass, to tolerate all the sins of the world. Praise God. We're almost at 15 minutes. I'm going to give ourselves five more minutes since the first five minutes I was talking a little bit about myself. In the book of Romans, chapter 3, verse 23. In other words, that verse prior to us reading verse 24. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now the verse shows us how it happened. This is how it all happened. Because everybody has sinned and come short of the glory of God. And sometimes people stay on that verse. You know, I remember growing up, people would say this verse to me so much, so much, and so much, so much, so much, that I came to believe I was a sinner. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I have come to, I came to believe that I was, I felt short from the glory of God. I came to believe that God was somewhere else and I was here. I was stuck in that verse because I didn't study the Bible during those years. I was very young. And even if I studied 24 and 25, my eyes were so closed, I couldn't see verse 24 and 25 because I was so stuck on verse 23. People are, you know, so quick to meditate on the negative parts without realizing that the verse above is uh, is liberating. The verse that are following, verse 24 and 25, is the good news of Christ. It is the gospel. It's what Christ came to do. All that was fixed by Jesus Christ. Everything that Adam did, everything, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, because of, of, of the trespasses of Adam, all that was fixed by Jesus Christ on that cross. All that was fixed in his burial. And those that receive this message resurrect with Christ in the essence of the new birth. Glory to God. Now it tells us that word appropriation Propititation, I have a hard time saying that word, praise God, is the, is the Greek word hilisterion, 
which means the mercy seat. The mercy seat. I'm reading in verse 24. I'm sorry, 25. Whom God has set forth to be a propitarian. Propitation. Sorry. That word in the Greek means the mercy seat. The mercy seat. The mercy seat was a place of the high priest in the Old Testament. Where the priest would bring the blood in the presence of God in the mercy seat. That mercy seat was the one that received the blood in the Old Testament. And if you look at Leviticus, really quickly, Leviticus 16, 15, says, Then shall he kill the goat of sin offering, and that is for the people, and bring his blood within the veil. And do with that blood as he did with the blood of the bullock, and sprinkle it upon the mercy seat, and before the mercy seat. Verse 16. And you shall make an atonement for the holy place, because of the uncleanness of the children of Israel, and because of the transgression in other sins. And he shall, and so shall he do, for the forbearance of the congregation that remaineth among the midst of the uncleanness. In the New Testament, it shows us that's the Old Testament. That's what happened in the Old Testament. They will kill the animal, go and sprinkle the mercy seat. In other words, bring the blood to God. Because God's presence was in the mercy seat. And that sacrifice was, you know, an atonement for, uh, the, for you know, the, 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 the sins of the people of Israel. Now, in the New Testament, shows us something different. In the New Testament, shows us that Christ is our mercy seat. Christ is, God has placed them upon the mercy seat. And we no longer have to sprinkle blood as it did in the Old Testament because that blood is on the mercy seat. Hallelujah. Christ brought that blood to the mercy seat and he sits upon that mercy seat. Because it is a continuous forgiveness. Now the forgiveness happened 2,000 years ago in which essence that mercy seat continues to stand because Christ is our mercy seat. We no longer have to keep seeking forgiveness from God. God has forgiven us. Understand that. If you have received Christ, you are the righteousness of God. Like it or not, this is a good news. I don't understand how some people would try to argue that or fight that. To think that we are these horrible sinners. To think that obviously... We are human beings in the sense of this, in, in, in the sense of human eyes, in the sense of man understanding. But before God, we are holy. Before God, we are righteous. Not because of something you did, or not because of something you could ever do, but because of Christ. In First John chapter four, verse ten says, "Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and He sent His Son to be the mercy seat, okay, for our sins." Praise God. I said it the other day in one of my, in my podcast, but the five minutes with Pastor Henry on my YouTube channel, I said it. If you continue to look at sin, you will be a sinner. You will continue to live as such. But if you, if you fix your eyes on God's word, on God's righteousness, on God's holiness, you'll be able to live according to, because all you're doing is looking at a mirror of yourself. That's what the Bible teaches us. Receive this message. So just as the mercy seat was a place of atonement of sins in the Old Testament, today the Lord Jesus himself is the mercy seat and the atonement of the sins of the world. God 
in his love and mercy has completely removed our sins as though they never existed because of Jesus Christ. Christ is your glory and mercy seat. Jesus Christ made this possible for every man. He did this through his death, burial, and glorious resurrection, which brought us righteousness. We are no longer short of his glory. That verse 23 says that we fell short of his glory. I come to tell you in the name of Jesus Christ that we are no longer short of his glory because we are the glory of God. Praise the Lord. We have now the life of God. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. I'm going to leave you two verses for you to study. 1 John chapter 4, verse 8, all the way to 10. 1 John 4, 8 to 10. Hebrews 4, 14, all the way to 16. Hebrews 4, 14, all the way to 16. Brothers and sisters, receive this glorious news. Receive this glorious news. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He is my mercy seat. Hallelujah. What a God we have in Christ. Amen. Again, thank you so much for joining this podcast. This is our episode four. He is our mercy seat. God bless you all. Thank you.